Oh, I can't either. Nah, I would love to. I know. I've thought about trying to learn how to do a flip, but I would end up like Cinnamon Bun from season one, where it's like, I could do one on a tread. I almost said treadmill on a trampoline. <laughs> that would be very <laughs> a impressive. That would be awesome. This is some OK Go ish right here. If I could oh, do yeah. one on the treadmill, um, no, I could do one on a trampoline. Could never do a backflip because I was always terrified. Uh, but maybe one day. Have you have you seen Michael? I, maybe he is he is he in the kitchen? <laughs> Are you in the kitchen? I'm in the kitchen. Does he have a pumpkin? <laughs> Does he have a pumpkin? <laughs> uh man, we're talking. Well, we're here. This is Never Ending Adventure, and this is episode thirty-five. We're talking season two, episode seven, Power Animals. Um, yeah, it was your like- favorite almost exclusively Adventure Time podcasts. It was, it was so interesting that they went with power animals and not like party animal, you know? Yeah, power animals. Well, it's a little bit of combined of both. I think throughout the episode you see, um, man, I mean, you see them partying kind of and their parallel journeys. I mean, mm-hmm. they're parallel in some sense. I mean, essentially Jake is uh, getting distracted and going off on tangents and then Finn is kind of being forced to party in his own way yeah. uh, by the goblins. I thought that that was the fun. Or gnomes, I'm, not the goblins. The gnomes. gnomes. gnomes Jeez, yeah. let's not do that this episode. <laughs> we had a slip up on a yeah, Sir Slicer I, episode. I caught. I said Slasher, right? You said Slasher and then I went with it. And I, yeah, I hope we did say Slasher for the rest of the episode. And if we did, I apologize. Uh, but I'm not going to do that this episode. They are gnomes. They are gnomes. They are not goblins. You, you'll you'll know when there's more goblins for sure. They, yeah, the they, goblin from they nasty. Yeah, from the eyes episode, he was pretty obviously not a gnome. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's what's funny to me? You go and you got to think. You take a step back, dude. That means that Finn and Jacob had gnomes living under their treehouse for. Are they right sim- under the treehouse? Yeah, because when they blow up, I you guess know, they are. All yeah. that stuff goes out of the well that Bimo's sitting by. Oh my gosh, Bimo when he. Like refixes the well. It is that is so adorable, and yeah. I think it gets blown up again. I, I don't really recall, uh, but he when Jake flies through it, he destroys the well, and then Bimo goes Bimo's over there and puts it, it back and it together, comes, blows back up. Uh, you know, we're, we're not even deep into this, and it, there's no wonder that my lovely give, give me some sugar, baby, is Bimo. Bimo again, uh, again. again. Yeah. I don't know. I. I didn't want it to be. I was trying to find other lovelies. Uh, but I've determined in the first two seasons so far, BMO is, well, like, okay, so Finn and Jake are the best friends that you know you want to have. They're mm-hmm. the best friends that everybody is looking for sort of a thing, and you want that partnership. But but BMO seems to be the most supportive and encouraging friend that you keep, like, you're overlooking. Like, you probably have a BMO, and I bet you're overlooking them. And I think we all needed to to look for our BMOs because I want, man, BMOs awesome. Yeah, that's a um, that's a good yeah. thought though. I mean, that's a really good thought that you do maybe have like your ultra all the time adventuring buddy, but like such good friends. Yeah, it's like BMO just like he's just always there. For, it seems like I don't know, always there, always supportive. And like I love the little scene where they just start like they sing their song and then they jump in a little circle together. But in future episodes too, as as Bimo develops more, you do see Jake specifically 
really take on a more fatherly role towards BMO. It is it's friendly, but it's protect it's like over it's more protective than you would be with just like a buddy, you know? Yeah, right now they're kind of like he's the third roommate that isn't the best friend. Yeah. It's, it's kind, kind of, of the vibe and, from last episode. <laughs> Bimo's like the housekeeper and the entertainer. Yeah, he does a heck of a job entertaining. What do you think about the stars in the sky? Is <laughs> that uh I, I remember conversation this. Parade. Yes, conversation parade. Gosh, dang it. That was so good. I know. Um, I want more conversation parade. Um, and also, I, I want to see more video games that they can mm-hmm. play and stuff with BMO. And and just, just the more BMO we get, the more I will enjoy it. Yeah. They really leaned into it this season, which is awesome. I didn't, I didn't know it jumped from like, until going back and analyzing every episode, mm-hmm. that we went from like, BMO had two lines in season one, and now BMO is automatically now. That's a pretty integral character. No one-off BMO episodes yet. Just so glad it's not Neptor. A very yeah, Neptor. Neptor gets lost for a number of years there. Good. <laughs> Let's leave him. My my lovely had to have been. I had a runner-up. So can I give you my runner-up? It was a, it was sure. a close call. It was Buff Finn in the imaginary yeah, VR dreaming. universe or whatever. Yeah, well, I think that's the, yeah the VR universe looking into his dream. Yeah, so Finn, Buff Finn will get my sexiest character. I want to have your baby. Oh man, good sexy character. Good sexy character. He's, I, my thoughts on Buff Jen or Buff Jen Buff Finn are he's kind of like um old man Logan Buff. He's like yeah, he's definitely got that like kind of old dad bod who's been working out a lot, kind of buffness to him. Yeah. And I, I dig it. They they said they like made him. <laughs> Still have the body of a 12-year-old, but then gave him like old man Logan muscles. So. Yeah, old man Logan muscles and just like the upper body. The how it's, it's kind vibe. of like a, a flatter but muscular body. Kind mm. of the old boxer yeah. type, type of a look, you know? With And also the wife beater too. Like, Yeah, and the I think the wife beater is kind of like, you know, puts the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I actually, Logan. the other day was listening to a Game Grumps episode and they brought that up. And it's like, man, why did, why is that the name for that t-shirt? Um, there's actually the name is uh, a shirt. A shirt's the actual name for that type a of shirt? t-shirt. Yeah, not a not a tank top. No, well, it's it's a type of tank top, I guess, but it's an a shirt. A like shirt tank top. Well, you know what a wife beater is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like the, I mean, it's skin tight. It's really like thin. It's a big. the letter shirt. We're, we don't need to yeah. go on a tangent. That's about this. Just though. go with it. <laughs> interesting, interesting though. But yeah. my lovely was, didn't know. was the party god. Party god. Okay, the the Ed Hardy floating wolf head. Yes, is yes. you're lovely. Because just I, <laughs> why I, I think well, <clears throat> I think Party God got my lovely of the episode because I know some really funny future Party God episodes. He comes back. Oh yeah. Oh, oh man. yeah. There's some more Party God. It, it's not like around all the time, but it's definitely definitely plays some parts in the future. He, yeah, he's, he's funny, and and I think it was just more like I'll grant you a wish. But I'm gonna put the what was it a curse you with a thousand partying demons until yeah. you the can't energy party of a thousand any. partying demons yeah uh, yeah it's, and I mean, it's, that's kind of legendary too you're gonna demolish everything in your path I mean I I totally agree um, and it was uh and it was voiced by D Bradley Baker who does everything on Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network pretty much. Oh, so I was like, I was like, cool. They, cool. they got him. I mean, he's a ton of other stuff in Adventure Time too. So I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool that he 
got party god status. Yeah, Jake had a must party forever when he was flying through. Mm-hmm. What was the best part about that though was the uh, multicolored eyes really reminded me of like um, Mario when he gets a star, bum, 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 you know, and it just, yeah. I mean, even the fact that he has to demolish everything in his path just kind of plays into that too. It, well, it, it, was, it was funny. They, when he goes into the underworld or whatever, what are they, under... Underverse? Beneath, beneath the verse. Beneath the verse, excuse me. Uh, it goes down there and he's like, he's not even destroying things. He's His phrase is, oh, I can totally lift this. Yeah. And I was like, that's <laughs> they are totally playing on a drunk guy at a party, just being like, bro, I can totally lift this yeah. heavy rock, man. Did you have a, a, a party god in your frat, Ned? <sighs> Were you the party god? No, Probably I was not. not. <laughs> There was one guy I think that wanted to be, and it was always just like he's he's still the guy to this day that like calls the dogs at everybody's wedding. Jeez, oh, you know? I was wondering. I, I have mixed feelings about the the calling of the dogs, but uh, just because it's it's just so much, it's just so it's much, lot. and people do it in like the most like ah yeah, we're we're those annoying fans, yeah. and you can't help but do it. Um, like, do you have a? I'm the party animal. Like, a, what is your most proud party animal moment? Mm, Since we're talking about party proud gods, party animal moment has to be just like in college. I did get to DJ our like raves, and I would set up the lights and do the smoke machine and get my like turntable out. And you were kind of party god. That was that was pretty fun. That was like my party god moment. Party god, or maybe party gesture. Yeah, one of those rave, two. Rave, you know. <laughs> Pretty docile rave god. I don't know. I, I like that. I don't know if what I about have. You? I don't know. I think mine might be the time when I was down on Broadway and I had 1% left on my phone and I was able to get all of my friends together and call an Uber and get back to my apartment. And then I showered, brushed my teeth, put on PJs of some sort and went to bed after drinking some water. I mean, literally, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. But that's got to be my most proud party. Just one percent, and you made it home. I made it home, and I got I like dadded, and I just got everybody together, and and I took care of myself. Like you know, I don't know, uh, you know, that's probably my most proud party party moment. I'm, you could, uh, it's not a rally. It's just, uh, it's just, I'm just proud of it. Things could have ended worse than they did, <laughs> and you're alive. That's what I'm saying. I'm proud of it. Okay, I'll give yeah. you that one. I'll give you that one. Well. I, on a separate note, on what not what you did right, what did did you have any Jake mistakes in this one? Making bacon pancakes. No, I wasn't really looking for Jake mistakes. I, I, it's kind of your thing. I know. I was looking for one. <laughs> oh, I was looking for one. I wanted to ask you specifically this time because it was I had one that was a fun mistake, and obviously, kind of the whole episode, like Jake is just yeah making mistakes. It's cinnamon bun. I don't know. It was a weird thing for me because I feel like Cinnamon Bun kind of put this in his mind and mm-hmm. then Jake did the kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy thing where he can't let it go and then it just becomes a reality. He keeps yeah. forgetting where he's, what he's doing, where he's going and all that. I mean, you even have like when he finishes the eating the grass or whatever, he's like, I'm finished, finished, fin, fin. And then it hits him, you know, yeah. and almost immediately after that, he gets distracted again with, my sexy character of the episode, Uh-oh. the um, the water-haired bikini 
the water nymphs. Nymphs. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. That they 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 come up here and there, but there are nymphs that live in oh. in the pond in their in their backyard. Well, are they like good guys or bad guys or they, what's their dealio? I think they are like straight. If we were to put them on the category in the show, I think they're neutral. Okay. They don't really ever do anything that good. Well, they he he passed out because of his joke. He laughed so hard at it, and then they took him. To another, to another party. party. I mean, if anything, it sounds like, you know, maybe they should have brought him into the treehouse, but I don't know. And then their joke is so stupid. Uh, what did um, what did the mermaid see? A movie? <laughs> A movie? <laughs> like, I, 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 I wanted, I know there's, like, this is what she was trying to say. And I literally just, I have no clue. I'm not sure what she was trying to say. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's not worth diving deeper into, but I, I was trying to see figure it out. A seashell, sea, seahorse, because she saw a sea. I don't know. That's I don't think going. it's worth diving into, Ned. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, and no, I don't know. I think that was my sexy character. Um, how did we get on that? <laughs> <laughs> Talking Sorry, about tangents. Jake's uh, blacking out. Yeah, water nymphs, and then going yeah. up and seeing the party god. Yeah, and then the party got. I that was kind of what I thought was a cool part about this episode in general. Is we got a lot of like introductions to new Adventure Time things. Yeah. So like gnomes exist, and there's this beneath the verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some qualms with that later. I'll yeah, we'll talk about later. that a little later. Um, cloud people. But we've seen uh, them before. Yes, briefly. For the batch, the bachelor yeah. party. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, I forgot. But there was the the man. Man, party. look at this. The rookie. I was like, I was like, I know they come into future episodes. And I got a, I'll have a grasshopper for you next time. I forgot that they raged at the Cloud Kingdom. Yeah. So it's so so. Hey, they're doing another party. Ah, when party the rookie God. becomes the teacher. Hey, we had dancing bugs. We had dancing bugs. You actually used uh, that image on a TikTok, and I gotta I say, I did. I had a note to tell all of our listeners. I made a pretty decent. TikTok out of Dancing Jake a while back. So go back and give us some give us some extra love there. Yeah, but I hate that bass. I don't I don't it's just so overpowering in your face that beat is just like and it it took me out of the episode and I don't think you want your music to do that. I think it was strategically done like that though. Like it was like the episode started off with like an 8-bit song. So it already kind of yeah. sounded not out of place but not like peaceful background scored music mm-hmm. and this one kind of was like it's just I think it just raises that lit level they're showing Jake's like oh yeah, yeah he's gonna keep the party going yeah and I think what what we were talking about was Cinnamon Bun how what he said that Jake got in his head and Jake couldn't get over the fact that he he's forgetful or you know or, or like he just starts yeah. being more and more Expand forgetful as the episode goes on like uh, I mean, just like in terms of you think that that's like a personality trait of people? Well, I think we've seen Jake's laziness. I don't know, but I, I'm not sure necessarily if that's a character trait of of Jake. I think in this episode it was, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was doing just silly things in general. You know, he's going on tangents. He was, he's doing like, I think what everyone does when they're procrastinating something that they should be doing, uh, yeah. you know, pulling up their phone and flipping through the apps. But uh, he, you know, I don't know. And then the the ice cream and the toaster. I'm not really sure what's up with that, but he did it like two or three times. Well, the ice cream, and I don't know if it was the writer specifically, but the ice cream and the toaster, I think, was a callback uh, maybe to Anchorman when Steve Carell is like putting like straight butter in the toaster. 
That's awesome. And he just like, was. I, I would love it if the writers were kind of doing a like Steve Carell, um, yeah, Brick Anchorman reference. Oh, that'd be there. cool. That'd have been really cool. Man, we didn't even talk about the the episode opens up with the roof party, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that was really cool for the celestial alignment. Now I was curious. And this, there may not be anything. Do you know if there's any significance to the celestial alignment? It sounds like Princess Bubblegum's pretty on top of that. I don't know if there's a significance to it. Obviously, she's the scientist, so she would be like into it. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if that was like going to play into our long-term whatever happens in the Adventure Time world. No, I thought about it when I watched this episode, though, of like, hey, is is this mean anything about their technical like lot of longitudinal latitudinal positioning on the earth probably a lot because there's no light pollution anywhere you know yeah um okay but i tried to think and i was like no it doesn't really come up again i don't think this was however that rooftop party first of all motley crew of people yeah um rainy corns there it is the first time in the show that we do see Marceline and Princess Bubblegum I at the that. same place together. Yeah. Which is a big, that's big, man. Well, I I wondered too, because they didn't interact in any way, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. There was no dialogue there at all. Yeah, I don't know. And and it didn't seem like they even tried to be near each other. So I, I, I wonder what their relationship is now. I, I don't know what their past relationship was necessarily, but of course, mm, it's like- I'm get into it later. It's impossible to avoid like all the spoilers. I've been trying, but you know, oh, like I know they Every piece of Instagram content out there has something to do with yeah. PB and Marceline. So I think I, you people can't. ship them a lot, it seems like. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I, you know, if I need to walk out here and you need to talk with the audience for a minute, we can. But uh, it, it just seems like people are shipping PB and Marceline and or just being like, oh, they used to be really close or something like if, that. If so. you can make it to season nine without a, any sort of spoiler, like I'll give you the spoiler. But I, not, to <laughs> na- not tonight. Not tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I thought it was cool that that is the. To, this is the first episode moment in the show that they are being brought in yeah. and i like i like that they start with a party like this and not just be like hey finn and jake were out in their treehouse and then gnomes captured them i do like we start to see that they are like hanging out with their candy kingdom friends and their hot dog princess is there and there's there, there was a little like little character in the uh in the cooler that was like a little red character when yeah jake it was adorable it. and i think they said it was like uh hot dog princesses like little sibling or something like somebody in her kingdom was like hiding out in the cooler okay super weird i didn't know that but i like that all because it's like oh yes we we are having parties with multiple all all these people and we're adventuring and meeting yeah for the uh i mean the celestial alignment was just like the aurora borealis it was Mm -hmm. just the northern lights essentially Um, but they turned it into a party it turned into a party i mean i you know it's the top's for me of this episode is definitely the rooftop parties or just in general, like a rooftop bar, rooftop patio, like That's rooftop uh, parties. That's the tops of the whole episode for you? Yeah, the tops is a rooftop party. I mean, freaking, I was always jealous of uh, How I Met Your Mother because they used to do it all the time. Yeah, it's true. And and now we got that happening and I don't have a rooftop I can party on no. unless you go to Broadway and I don't want to do that. I don't want a rooftop I just, party I think on Broadway. Rooftop bars are great. You know they are, they really are. But I, I'm just surprised that that was the tops over 
Jake's dance with the with the bug. That's my tops. But the music sucked. I, I didn't, said like you didn't like the music. My backup talks tops was uh BMO and Jake's song together. Yeah, um, I know. It was good. That was really good. I, I had to write that down and then I I remember I love I tried the, to sing it with you at the beginning of this episode. I didn't memorize every <laughs> like do that beep bop thing that they sang. Yeah, I know. It's all good. <laughs> how, how, you expected me to memorize every song well, just the, each podcast? Well, yes. Actually, I do. I do expect you to memorize each song. Uh, oh, just okay. the first two lines. Jeez. The back and forth. All right. Do you... I think we got to take a, a break for a bad oh, advertisement. Are we there? All right. Let's yeah, do it. Let's, let's get some money. Welcome back to 102.9 Human Music. This is your favorite DJ, Russ. And the party god. T and the party god. Uh, we got an awesome show this coming Saturday. Uh, doors are going to open at 8, show at 9. We got a couple DJs that are just going to rot the place. And uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, party guy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the show? That's right, Rusty. It's going to be the plasma ball, and it's going down at the Schmorgan Horgan Hall of Fame this weekend. We're going to have me headlining, dropping some sick beats down for you. Opener, DJ Ladybug. Yeah, I love Ladybug. She's a good one. She's sick. Yeah, it's going to be sick. We're going to have brews. We're going to have babes. We're going to have water nymphs as far as the eye can see. Welcome back to From Our Bad Advertisement. Welcome back, fellow travelers. Um, man, Ned, what, what are your thoughts? Did you actually enjoy this episode or no? I really did enjoy this episode. I think I kind of just, I had a, just a, even a note kind of kick it off and as I was wrapping up the episode I was like this is overall just a fun episode I feel like yeah I totally agree I yeah. I feel like it is a little random but I guess that's kind of the point with Jake in this episode is that he's being random but it felt like we almost were getting a villain of some sort you know not that I I don't know if uh this this gnome's gonna keep showing up. The uh, grandmaster of the gnomes is gonna keep popping up here and there. But but I definitely it will he? It feels like a villain. There's some gnomes that come up later. Yeah, like, are they bad gnomes? Yeah, they're. I'm trying to remember if they're bad or not. There's there's gnomes again in the universe, but I don't think that they're is explicitly this bad. They're not. They're not, and they don't live underground. Like there's, there's not okay. a universe of them underground either. Well, first off, Finn and Jake, they need to call an exterminator. Uh, I just don't know how they didn't notice. I don't like, want those things underneath my house. Also, I didn't mean I had a huge qualm with them. Yeah. In general, they were like, we need this unlimited power source to power up our machines, but all the machines ran. And had enough electricity and power to shock Finn. Yeah, I know. I and was I was like, well, that. if they don't have a power source, where are they? Where's the electricity coming from? <laughs> Unless they're ripping off Jake and Finn's utility bills. They might be. Like, they they're might just be. plugged into the treehouse power. But uh, the treehouse doesn't even have like. I don't think it has electricity. I don't I like know. I think of it like uh, the codename Kids Next Door, which, there we go, let's bring that reference back. Just the treehouse with a, the huge underground. Well, they have a ton of hamsters. In, in K&D, they have like yeah. thousands of hamsters that run on little wheels that power their, their treehouse. And this is kind of what Ben's doing uh, on the cyclonic uh, rodenterod. He's sort of like, what is it? For the alternator. And it's basically a giant hamster wheel and they're shocking them to to run faster. Yeah. Um, no, I've got beef with them too, man. I mean, the ruler of the Beneath the Verse 
interesting concept. I mean, basically mole people, but they're uh, gnomes, um, like your garden gnome variety. And um, there's there's sunlight through the window. Yes, there was a note even when I did all of my episode research that I I noticed it, and it was called out that they did put a window that assumingly had sunlight in it in the underground. I bet if you really wanted to like support the show and be like, they never got anything wrong, be like, maybe that was a fake window. So it looked like they weren't, because they were trying to get out. They, they weren't proud of living under the earth. So maybe that was their, like, we created a fake window to maybe. make it feel like we're above ground. Or, or maybe it was... Like a, I don't know. It's almost one of those things in movies where it's like a dark room, but you can still see because there's obviously <laughs> cameras and lights. Yeah, yeah. But uh, maybe it's a lot darker for them than what we actually see. But but no, maybe not because of the window. I don't know, man. I, I just thought that was a little silly. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, it was, and it was very, very obvious. Dude, mm-hmm. it was not like a subtle little window in the back. It was like it was like half the background. Yeah. Well, plus, what is what is their purpose? What is their goal with That's this? That's what I was trying to figure out too. Is like one, they obviously aren't trapped down there because mm-hmm. a handful of them. Well, they want to rule. Get in a trench coat. Yeah. And they go up and and they had go to the party and they're yeah. eating the they're slamming down the dip. You well, know, they the knew hands. they knew what they were looking for because they right. would not be at that party otherwise. And I just was like, if if you don't like being underground and you want to rule, like then just don't be underground. Yeah. Like they could have built even powerful machines to overtake something above ground if they had wanted to. I I don't know. Well, the beneath the verse, it's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, the upturn overdrive, their goal is to flip the earth uh, so that they're on top, which the logic, I'm not sure is there. <laughs> and also, logic. does that mean that they're flat earthers? Because they think that once the earth flips over, they're going to be on top. Like, they probably do. They probably are flat earthers. They're there's another thinking. side to the world, dude. You know, yeah. like I'm assuming that <laughs> the that ooh is, I don't know, round. I don't know. Yeah, that there is like several. Sh- like you, you can get on whatever flat Earth tangent you want in the Adventure Time universe. They have pan over shots of the planet being round like multiple okay. times in this show. <laughs> That's good. So, well, think yeah, what you they, may about the real world here, but uh, no, don't. For those listeners out there, think what you may. We're not trying to start beef with you guys. But the Adventure Time globe is for real round. No. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're a flat Earther. You know, maybe that's that's my beef for the episode. Maybe that's my Why? beef. Why? Um, anyways, the I don't feel like I'm going to offend. If I'm offending you for not. that, then like... Then don't be on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I, and also, anyways, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so... But, but they knew what they were looking for. They knew Finn was the solution to their problem because they went to that party. Finn and Jake both didn't know uh, the guest or whatever, the three... No, or three gnomes jeez i almost see goblins again yeah no not not goblins on top of each other like you know kids trying to buy beer or whatever at a party um you know and and they knew and then freaking cinnamon bun my most punchable character is like doxing finn and being like man you got a lot of energy like you just have so much energy to stay focused cinnamon (laughs) bun sticks i don't like them yeah cinnamon bun i mean we had our whole Little cinnamon bunk cinnamon. I think it was in episode like three, two or three. 
And it was the concept that he is half-baked until he goes well, to the Fire Kingdom. Will he get better? Yes. Okay. Gets significantly better. Because he's, he's kind of gross and he is, just is the worst. I just don't like him. It's going to be, man, I, that may not even happen until season five. But he, he he's not around a ton. He's here, like, here and there a lot up until we really start going into depth uh, with the fire princess in her kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cinnamon Bun develops, gets fully baked as a character. Cool. As, as I will continue to use that pun because I thought it's one of the best <laughs> ones. It's one of my favorite ones of the show so far. Yeah. And well, that's why he's kind of an asshole anyways. Okay. And does he smile? Does he get like dental insurance as well or something? I... Uh, he do, he he grows up and he does not seem like some sort of like weird like hurdy 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 yeah well through his through his doctrine through the the gnomes being there on purpose um, the gnomes go up the fen and they're like oh do you think your energy could power a huge machine you know like. They're all up in his personal space. Do you think that you could strip on my stripper pole and generate (laughs) enough stripper electricity to Uh, run this machine? Did he have to do that? Did he have to be on a stripper pole? Like that's what I was saying. I was like, he did not have to be on a stripper pole, but I think they snuck that in at least for like the older people appreciation. Yeah, and I think it's also that it's almost that parallel. Like they're both dancing, but Finn is very much like not dancing of his own will. (laughs) He's he's being tortured, but. Man, the next scene um, brings up, you know, the the kidnapping of Finn, I'd say. It brings up my theoretically speaking for the episode. Theoretically speaking. So, I think what we've seen throughout Adventure Time is that D&D is a huge influence on the creators of Adventure Time. And so, my theoretically speaking for this episode is that D&D rules apply to Adventure Time. Uh, Finn, he's asleep when the goblins try to kidnap him. Uh, and per the D&D gnomes. rules, um, what did I say? The goblins? The goblins. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dang. Okay. <laughs> I'm the Sorry. Worst. I'm not trying to throw you off your No, thought. you're good. You're, you're good. I'm, I'm the worst, He's asleep man. when they try to the kidnap gnomes. him. The um, I literally wrote goblins in my notes. Can you believe that crap? That's, it's influential. That's so, this, this whole episode is the worst. Um, no, I'm kidding. The, yeah. So anyways, D&D rules apply. Finn was asleep when the gnomes tried to kidnap him. Uh, and given that he was asleep, gnomes therefore would have advantage uh, 2D20 against Finn's AC. He has no armor on. He's wearing pajamas, which he rips off in his dream. Um, but therefore, his armor class is low. They have advantage on their roll. Um, and because of that, they were also within five feet to hit him, which would mean an automatic critical hit uh, double damage dice, considering that Finn is only 13 his constitution is probably too low to stay conscious. And I think that's why the, the, the gnomes were able to kidnap him pretty easily. Mm-hmm. They just ca- calculated the situation into a spot where, like, yeah, Finn can slay dragons, but, like, this is a bit like a... This is why. And he would have been able to fight them off, too, had they, like, tried to kidnap him at the party. Too. Yeah, but he um, was asleep, and they... They, <laughs> they tied his hands, they they tied had his hands up while he was asleep, too, if you noticed. Like, oh, I did not notice Yeah, that. so, like, when they pick him up off the bed, his it's hands already are... Already tied? Yeah, his hands are already tied behind his back. Ah, uh, cool. Well, yeah, that was that was my, uh, theoretically speaking, was just 
let's get the D&D logic going in Adventure Time and, and see if we can't explain some random things. Yeah. Uh, via my very minor knowledge of Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a gr- good one. And it's actually a good thing to continue to look out for. And we we typically do, especially during the, the dungeon episode, we looked for it. Yeah, but it's, it's hard to yeah. apply that math though, and I'm not going to do this often. But certainly, I thought it was a, a interesting situation where, like, why was he just so susceptible to being kidnapped by these freaking gnomes? And it's you know maybe yeah. that's why. I, you know, probably not, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, no, I think that that's a great theoretically speaking. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Um, I, I didn't have a theoretically speaking, but I had a thought. You know, just in terms of not getting into a deeper thought in this episode, but I really do think that Jake has ADHD. Yeah. And actually started Googling, trying to research a little bit more about the show and if it's anything's explicitly stated in this realm. And there was at least three or four different sites in a paper that came up where people referenced this episode specifically as like, Jake has ADHD. According to a paper I read that quoted Mayo Clinic... Um, you know, it's a combination of problems such as difficulty sustaining attention, hyperactivity, and impulsive behavior. Um, and I also read a different thing that dogs, uh, some dogs and have a tendency to have ADHD characteristics. So mm. that's kind of, I mean, it's it's not very deep because you're like, yeah, Jake's a yeah. dog and dogs, you know, get distracted yeah, when squirrel. there's tennis balls and squirrels, you know. Yeah, cut so to not, me putting ice cream in a toaster. Um, but it's it's something <laughs> cut to me to- doing toasting some cream doing the thing toasting some cream toasting the creams <laughs> uh, but it makes me that's interesting it, it makes me think I was like I wonder if the writers were being really goofy with it or if they were kind of addressing the nature of like people have ADHD and like this is how they operate there they are truly truly trying to get things done from the perspective of someone who suffers with this thing exactly yeah or deals exactly. with this thing. but luckily it is lighthearted enough it's you know i i don't think that they get into any sort of realm of it being like let's address this topic here but no good to no. point out that this like this is very adht tendencies and i like to bring that up to kind of just get a little bit of real world grounding yeah into the definitely episode. i let's do that with finn then i, yeah. I think and you know, we talked about it a little bit with with one, the dream, and then two, uh, Jake kind of self fulfilling prophecy of, you know, cinnamon buns saying that he, you know, can't pay attention or, or whatever it is that cinnamon buns saying to him, and so Jake suffers with that throughout the whole episode. But then we see in Finn, he um, kind of has this other, like he has a positive self image in his dream. And I thought that was really cool. I thought, you know, like that was a moment where he could have been even weaker or lame looking or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. just thinking about how, you know, self-image is so important. Uh, and to Finn and his dream, he's this like ripped Hugh Jackman-esque character uh, who can take his pajamas off and rip giant, you know, metal handles off and throw a chair and uh, do a lot of really cool things and also his best friend is ripped and dope you yeah. know like and can break through a wall well I guess you know Jake kind of can do that but um, yeah I, I just I thought it was really cool that that Finn has this positive self image especially as a 13 year old yeah that is really cool I didn't think about it in that way and that yeah absolutely so I was gonna say on the flip side if we're, we were talking about ADHD like 
what would be like Finn's flaw? Because we, I wanted to bring up the fact that the last episode we just reviewed, like, you know, the storytelling episode. Um, actually, no, so the, the last one we did at this point was The Nice King, but we just did storytelling. Uh, slow love with the snails. Oh, man, we've done so many episodes. I'm getting them all out of order at this point. <laughs> yeah. But we did so when we did storytelling, we did talk about like Finn's nature and being like, I have to help Jake no matter what the cost. And the cost with that one was like relatively low. Jake wasn't gonna die, all that stuff. And then this one, it's like Finn's dead. Jake can't find Finn. And he has no like Nothing lights a fire under Jake, even when he's missing. He's so distracted. And he does use a wish and take on the consequences from the wish from the party god in order bum, to be bum, like... Bum, 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 bum. Star power mode. Yeah, awesome consequences. Awesome, awesome consequences. Party demons. But he takes on the consequences. So maybe there is some sort of responsibility that Jake feels towards Finn. He's like, it's my own flaws that I can't get this fixed. So mm -hmm. I will take on the consequences of the party God. And what and, is Finn's flaw in this Finn's episode? Finn's flaw, I, and, and not in this episode. Or not in this episode, yeah. But I would say it's, type A is not the right word. Yeah. But almost so hyper-focused that in that storytelling episode, you know, he could not even like, he, he loses his own morality because he's so like tunnel visioned on this one mission. He doesn't see the bigger picture. So for now, and, and this is actually a character flaw they work on with Finn. He begins to see the bigger picture. He begins to be like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do, but what are all the you know side effects and consequences of my actions? But really right now he's tunnel visioned, like I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be good. And I don't care, like I don't see any fallout from it. And Jake is like the total opposite. Has yeah. no vision, no focus, you know? Yeah, this episode even brings Finn down a peg, you know? Oh, yeah. And and I think maybe too, like almost overconfidence or, you know, is another issue that mm -hmm. Finn is still like, man, he could take down anything, you know? And and this is a great episode where he's pretty helpless for most of the time. Like, how you're not going to make me run. Well, you're not going to make me run fast. Well, yeah, they, they can. Yeah, but, they are. But, you know, electric rods. I know. They're going to shock you. You're not in any place to throw fists right now, man. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why you got that big talk besides the fact that these are little gnomes. Little gnomes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. And I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I think Finn's going to just keep growing. Uh, but, you know, having, having flaws is a part of life. I just, it's cool that he doesn't suffer with the self image one at the moment. You yeah. Know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And like I said, that, that confidence is why he is such a great adventurer yeah. and why he like pretty much succeeds in a lot of his adventures. Doesn't but. let what other people think define mm -hmm. him, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he's he's able to just kind of take charge and, and make mistakes and learn from them. And, you know, making mistakes is a whole lot better than never making them in the first place. Yeah. So, um, man, well... Is that, is that your lesson? No, I well, I guess that, that'll that be was, lesson that number a, one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be lesson number one, man. What, you got a lesson for me? I mean, I would say the lesson just because we went on like seven of them on one of the last <laughs> episodes. My big overarching lesson is that like friends' flaws and friends' strong suits somehow end up playing in with each other in this really well balanced. Uh, What's it called? Um. Not homeospacious. Uh, it's it, it works. 
uh, and it's not homeostasis. I just can't remember can't the, it, yeah. the word. Um, but <laughs> the flaws of Jake and the flaws of Finn and the good parts about Jake and the good parts about Finn mm-hmm. are why they're like the peanut butter to the jelly, you know? Yeah, of course. Man, uh, I think my lesson is um, don't toast your ice cream. Try the microwave instead. I, I, they just... Both are not good. That's my lesson. I think I think it's a good lesson. <laughs> it's a good lesson. <laughs> and put a cinnamon bun in it. Yes. Cinnamon bun needs to get in the toaster. Cinnamon bun needs something. We got to do something to that freaking dude. Uh, no, I, I really like this episode. I'm. It's going to be in my top 10 for sure. Uh, I wish, I really wish we got to see an interaction between BB and Marceline this episode mm-hmm. or like anything from either one well, of those yeah, two. Yeah, put, put a pen in it and so that when it happens, we'll be like, oh yes, it finally happened since we since we talked about this episode. Yeah, and maybe we got our, our Batman's Penguin villain this episode. I mean, uh, maybe not, but <laughs> I, I like to think that maybe we did and they're just forever going to have gnomes underneath their house that they're going to be at war with. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Man, Ned, this was good. Another good week. Yeah, it was uh, a great week. Y'all, you know, thank you for going on this adventure with us and continuing to help us and support us and check us out and review us any way that you can, you know, and, and like, hit those like buttons and, and choke out those comment sections, you yeah. know, with uh, love. Choke it out. Only with love. <laughs> choke it out with love. Um, yeah. And, and also, if you hit up Apple Podcasts, they've got a, a review, rate and review section that actually helps us a lot. Um, that would be fantastic. You can catch us at Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, email at NEA dot travelers log at gmail.com for all your, your comments that you might want us to address on the podcast in any way. Um, yeah, and we'll just we'll just keep going with this. Uh, part of the fun of adventuring is doing it with other people. And tell your friends about us. And partying. Yeah. And tell your friends, get on the journey and get let's, the let's journey. go through it, man. Um, no, I heard Obama's listening to the podcast now. Obama's? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He messaged me. He messaged you. Yeah. It was, it was for real Obama underscore one. <laughs> for real Obama. Yeah. So yeah, y'all, Obama's listening to the podcast. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I had one of my favorite comments and I saw this, he deleted it. And this, this would be my beef is this dude. <laughs> Cause I was so on top of this, uh, TikTok post that I did. And he commented, I can't believe y'all are breaking down a child show or like overanalyzing a child show. And then a couple of seconds later, the comment deleted and I, I couldn't screenshot it, but I was like, that is such a good comment. And yes, we are. And yeah, I was like, that's, that was that's the, the point, the premise. I think, I think it was like, we got to stop doing this. Like we got to stop breaking down children's cartoons. And oh, I was like, no, we, we're we, not. We need to get into like, oh, what, what are we doing? Like next episode, we're doing Mad Men season one, episode one. Yeah. Got to get into the real stuff, man. <laughs> Let's talk about Breaking Bad. That's never been done before. <laughs> it's never been done before. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, thank you so much. Uh, I've just got one thing to say. Say it. Party forever. Party on, Garth. Welcome back, fellow traveler. Just kidding. This is the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for another week with us. Uh, this is Russell, your uh, best buddy co-host. I, I also have my best buddy co-host, Ned, who is your other best buddy co-host. We have a nice triangular friendship thing going on. Me, you, uh, and, and Nettie Poo. 
Um, and also, we actually have a, a, a quadratical, uh, qua there's got to be a name for that, right? Quadrilateral relationship? I don't know. Anyways, uh, DJ Cowboy Hat, also known as Michael Hitchcock, is also a part of our friendship. We got a four-way friendship. Um, and hopefully this will go forever. Or at least till the end of this podcast. <laughs> at least till the end of the show. It's never ending. <laughs> no, well, we'll see. Maybe we'll have another episode going or another show going after this. But anyways, you guys, just wanted to be a little bit more sincere, uh, even though I've been joking this entire time, and say um, that y'all are awesome. And this has been such a fun experience doing an Adventure Time podcast. Um, and I just am very excited for this. Let's do it. Party forever, y'all. Love you guys.